Welcome to Thirst Impressions. I am Will, and today we're going to be talking about tequila, toreadors, and toxic culture. And I'm Spencer. I'm Belinda. And I'm Kevin. How do we? I don't know how we normally start these things. This better be in the final <laughs> version of this cut, by the way. <laughs> so totally naturally, total nat- oh. totally natural. Ask me what we're drinking, Will. I'm thirsty. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to shoot this and then we're going to start. Cheers. Damn. Go for it. Oh, Oh, speaking of shots, we went to Phoenix. uh, Was it last week? Has it been that recent? Yeah, Yeah. it was last week. And um, we went to this bar and uh, somebody was like, let's do shots. And so we go to the bar, order shots of tequila and they are not Utah shots. (laughs) They are like juice tumblers like, like four, four ounces of tequila yeah four ounces yeah. each and so we all like our eyes get huge we're like oh okay maybe i won't be shooting the entire thing at a time i did you, though i right? say you, you knocked that shit back in one swallow yeah. it was, it was so impressive me, me and me and some friends went to twist this weekend and oh um, nice like seriously no i'm you're did you totally go to the right, drag Linda. show uh no okay um i i so we were planning on going to twist and so me being me i was like i want to be extra so i'm wearing like pink shorts like a bright purple shirt feeling really good about myself you know and we show up and guess it was uh you know guys you guys know how in utah we have like days of 47 yeah oh yeah days it was the gaze of 47 night yay, yay. So i was like this is fucking awesome where's we're all my gay friends here and then i never found any and i never danced oh. i was really sad about it honestly Belinda and i found them all we, we we got there and i was like all right guys it's shot time so like i get everybody shots and we do the shot and i'm like all right, it's shot time part two. <laughs> we need. I needed two shots in order to get there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes you do. Yeah. That's so what are we? What are we planning on drinking today, Kevin? So, uh, speaking of shots and getting there, yes. I've already tried one right before we started recording um, because you know I'd never had this drink before and it just sounded really good. Um, and indeed, it is. Um, but I'm gonna do a couple of unique twists. But it's a cocktail called. The Toreador, which Ooh. is uh, Spanish for bullfighter, I guess, or Ooh. something like that. Um, I, I think it is. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Well, know. like the, the opera, like in Carmen, right? The Toreador. He's the, the bullfighter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I mean, song, I think that's just the word for it, too. I think it's just Spanish, yeah. yeah. I'm sure but, it is. But uh, <laughs> um, I've, I've been to one bullfight before. Um, yeah in uh southern france actually but um um, this was a bullfight where rather than like putting down the animal because you know they do that right if if they win they put it down they don't do that it's like it's kind of like the gaze of 47 type bullfight Mm -hmm. instead they lace flowers in the horns they interweave a bunch of flowers in the horns and the goal of the bullfighter is to get close enough to pluck a flower out cleanly and then put it between their teeth and run away. Yeah. It's uh, it's the most beautiful type of, of probably more of a challenge than stabbing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, those, they were still getting the, the humans were getting kind of fucked up by the bull, but uh, <laughs> they, they weren't, they weren't destroying the animals. So that was nice, but I love that. Um, yeah, no, it's a, a drink called the Toreador. Um, Belinda and I have a friend that we met in England 
um, whose father was a, a very famous uh, bartender in England and in the cocktail scene um, who has since passed on. But she posted something in her stories the other day about a bar that had recently opened in London. And it talked about, oh, I go there once a week to get Toreadors. And I was like, ooh, a Toreador, that sounds interesting. So I looked it up on Different's Guide. Uh, by the way, just a tip with Kevin. Just a tip with um, Kevin. We haven't had a just a tip with Kevin for a while. Uh, I'm kind of feeling it. Um, I like I like getting the tips in there, if man. you know what I mean. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Difference Guide is a great website for if you're feeling thirsty and want to make a cocktail and you're not, not sure what to make. Thirsty it, for a drink. It has everything. Yeah, thirsty for a drink, not, not the other kind of thirsty. Not some strange. Yeah. No, no. Oh, but uh, I, I totally just both. Leave. You could be both, but you're yeah. only going to have it quenched oh. by the difference guide for your. If you're the other kind like, of thirsty, you got just go the just the just the tip with Kevin quenches all types of thirst. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, no, so the Toreador is a. Uh, Historically, uh, it goes back to the 1930s. Uh, it first shows up uh, in the historical record. Again, we don't really know when uh, when it shows up for sure at first, but um, there was a cocktail book called the Cafe Royale Cocktail Book um, that was published in 1937. Um, and this drink shows up in there. Now, granted, uh, if you remember way back when, wait, wait, it was episode one that we did the margarita, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Tommy's. Uh, the margarita, just the OG, OG margarita. You might remember it's kind of disputed who invented it, and there's several people who claim it. But this recipe um, shows up at least 16 years before the margarita. And it's oh. very, very, very similar to uh, kind of a traditional margarita recipe. The biggest oh. difference is they substitute apricot brandy or apricot liqueur for the triple sec. Oh. Um, which is just brilliant and lovely, actually. Oh, for me, because I love apricots. But um, the, the tough thing is um, you can get apricot liqueur and apricot brandy in Utah, but it's not always in every liquor store. So you may have to hunt around a little bit for it. Um, but uh, the another interesting thing in that same recipe book, there you go. Um, in that same recipe book, that looks they, conspicuously like the creme de violet. It's the it same is. same it's company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, for those of you who are just listening, Belinda held up a, her bottle of apricot liqueur. And if so. you want to know what that is, check out the episode. Uh, I think it was Aviations and something, but yeah, yes, yes. And uh, check us out on YouTube. We'll throw that in too. Um, <laughs> But um, so in that same recipe book from 1937, um, there was also a cocktail called the Picador, which I don't really speak Spanish, so I don't know what that means. I think it's pica, pica is small. I don't know. Yeah. The one who peeks, the one who peeks uh, through the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that recipe is actually identical to an OG margarita recipe. Oh, so yeah. the reality is when you drink a margarita, you're actually drinking a picador because the picador came first. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the recipe for this is um, kind of an odd one in terms of measurements. 
Um, as Belinda said when I showed it to her, just round up. Uh, feel free to round up a little bit. But I will say it's an odd amount in ounces, but in milliliters or mLs, mm. it's not odd. Okay, so I just it's want probably to say something about a picador. Okay. Googled it. A picador is a bullfighter who fights on horseback. Oh. oh. So these these two drinks obviously are very similar, as well as One their na their namesakes. Yeah. yeah. So the recipe calls for um, tequila. Uh, it calls specifically for reposado tequila. Do you do y'all know the difference between like a silver tequila and a reposado? No. All it is is it's the same tequila. Silver it has not been aged at all. They just make it, distill it, and then they bottle it. Um, just like you would with most vodkas or gins or things like that. Um, a reposado is aged for two to 11 months. And then there's other levels once it's aged longer than that. But so it's uh, generally always um, aged in an oak barrel. So it gives it some, you know, vanilla notes, depending on the barrels, vanilla notes or nuttiness or earthiness or things like that. So um, the first drink I did, I did with... Uh, a reposado tequila. Um, and since I've already drank that one, uh, as soon as I drank, as soon as I drank this, I realized, oh, Kevin, you want mezcal, you don't want tequila. So um, if you prefer more earthiness, more smokiness, feel free to just substitute mezcal for tequila. I'm using uh, Bozal, which is a brand you can get here in Utah. So um, so it calls for 50 milliliters of tequila, or if we do it in ounces, like I said, it's, it's awkward. Uh, it's one and two thirds fluid ounces. There's never usually a mark for two thirds of an ounce. So it's kind of awkward. And then uh, it calls for 25 mLs uh, or five, I think it was like five sixth, yeah, five sixth of an ounce. So that's why I was like, just use the mLs. Like if you're using a measuring cup or jigger. measuring container, if you're using the jigger, it's a little, you just eyeball it, I guess. On this one, if you look on the side, um, somewhere here, it actually shows the milliliter measurement. So it's easy. So 25 milliliters of um, apricot brandy or apricot liqueur, and then uh, 25 mLs of fresh lime juice. Um, I found it to be slightly more acidic than my liking um, on the first one. It, it was good, but um, so to tweak it, uh, I went ahead and added uh, like a bar spoonful of agave um, nectar, um, like literally just got my bar spoon out and put a little in and then stirred it up with it. Um, so you put all of that in your handy dandy shaker, put a little ice in, and since I already went through one, I figured this time I should make two at the same time. So I've got a double here. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. Did you, excited oh, you make one, Will, or are you uh, laying low like me today? So, okay, guys, I uh, to be real, I'm I'm trying really hard to lay low, but this weekend I drink a lot of liquor, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So today, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Yeah, I've I've been I've been really good about keeping up with my workout. So I thought, like, you know, I've earned this. So um, I am I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot um, just to kind of like loosen up. And um, 
I definitely have not taken like two or three shots before this. So this is my first shot. Damn. Nice. <laughs> I I haven't had a drink in almost three weeks. Are you serious? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So honestly, okay. Uh, Kevin, Kevin is the bad influence in my life. So last <laughs> week he was like, uh, he texted our group and was like, Hey, uh, we're going like, we're going to karaoke. Anybody want to come? And I was like, I want to go to karaoke. And that was the first time I drank in about probably a month and a half. Wow. So, but, but not Kevin, I don't want to make you feel bad. I'm only, I'm only joking. I promise. I, I don't really care. Cause like over the weekend, I my liver hurts. I'll just say that. <laughs> and that uh, is a beautiful pro, drink. Pro. Show that off, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. So this is a Toreador. Yeah. Well, it's like a smoking Toreador. I don't know. Um, because I added the mezcal. Oh, I also added, because I'm extra, just another like half bar spoonful of the ancho chili liqueur um, that you can also get here in Utah because with that smoky earthiness, it just called for a little, a little balance of spice uh, in my opinion. Um, so yeah. So cheers to the cheers. smoky cheers. Toreador. Yeah. Cheers. What do you got there? Some uh, lemonade, limeade? Yeah. Just some basil lemonade. Ooh, yummy. Wow. Delicious. Yeah. Oh, so God damn. That's, that's even really better. Good. Yeah, that's really good. I just did a hard rounding on all my numbers for that um, cocktail. <laughs> how, how did that taste, Belinda? Amazing. Amazing. Amazing? Okay, yeah. so, ra- so round up and you should be good. So instead up, of yeah. five-sixths of an ounce, just do an ounce. Right. And one and two-thirds of an ounce of tequila? Just make it two. Do you know what's, do you know what's so funny? So Kevin said Three. five. Wait, what was it? Five-sixths? of an ounce yeah <laughs> so in my head i'm thinking like okay there, there's got to be there's got to be a better way like maybe if he doubled this it would make more sense so i was like okay five six that means tenths ten twelfths and i was like okay now i got to reduce this oh it's about five six <laughs> it's about it's almost an ounce like what you should just say like almost an ounce <laughs> yeah just say an ounce yeah, yeah, yeah. Reduce. <laughs> no i think but i like I just think... doubled it and then half it <laughs> I think it must have been a European recipe because in yeah. MLs, it's like 50 MLs, 25, 25, and five or whatever. Um, so like that makes perfect sense. Like those are nice uh, kind of even measurements that you see on things. But um, yeah. once they tra- translate, it didn't translate as well. But Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, so even though I took a shot, um, I am actually, uh, this is my mug for today. It's a uh, Meow Trek. It's a cat themed star trek and what? all it says all it says is uh no i'm i i actually guys i actually did take like three shots before that oh. <laughs> i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to read that but uh, <laughs> cool so are you cool. drinking what, tea in uh, that or yes that is what i wanted to say is i am drinking roll gray tea today so I didn't know if you just were steeping uh, Earl Grey tea bag in vodka or something, which would probably be delicious, to be honest with you. But. That I'm not doing that, Kevin. <laughs> that is not something I'm doing, but that uh, is not a bad idea. Just a tip with Kevin again. Don't boil your vodka. It's not good for it. But yeah, like a cold brew of uh, Earl Grey tea and uh, or not the tea, just the Earl Grey tea bag in some vodka, I think is worth yeah. a try. Yeah. No, I, I I said this in our last episode, but I I really think um, 
there's this weird relationship that the United States has with tea and with coffee, actually. And it, and it actually does stem from the, the, the American Revolution because sure. um, they, they, meaning the government of the United Kingdom during, the, during that time period, was trying really hard to get the colonies to pay for um, to pay taxes on the tea that they're importing. Yeah. So the reason, so if I'm not mistaken, I, I swear I read this in a book somewhere. The reason why mm-hmm. America is much more oriented, uh, coffee oriented, than they are tea oriented, because you would think if we were UK colonies, we would adopt tea as our kind of pastime yeah. uh, drink. But it was kind of like this counter i mean this this revolutionary like yeah no fuck fuck the tea like they're they're taxing our fuck local the tea. tea to such a degree where like coffee is cheaper and so americans just kind of because of our rebellion rebelliousness is we've adopted coffee as our well as or our, like, or our cheapness right like well, cheap- rebelliousness or cheapness maybe the coffee was taxed less you know no no you, no, no that's actually what i was trying to get at is the coffee was taxed less and so the coffee was cheaper. And so kind of the founding of our country, coffee was the go-to drink at the time. I mean, the- anyway, anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to say was, <laughs> um, I think tea in this country and in our culture, especially in Utah, you guys, not you guys, sorry, I keep hitting my mic. Maybe, maybe. But um, people here in Utah, I feel like tea is such a great drink. Like Have you ever been to it, the tea grotto in Salt no. Lake? No. Oh, it's, it's so, so it's fun. fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go. Tons I'm of different go. kinds of tea. The only tea I've had out in public would be uh, either a Starbucks or tea time at the Grand America Hotel. Oh, we should tea? do that. Let's that go is, tea that at the fun. Grand. Or in London. Yes. Let's just go to London. Or in London. Yeah. I, I love that idea because all I'm trying to say is we need to drink more tea because to me like tea is so relaxing mm-hmm. and it's it kind of makes you just it's 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 a different drink so it's you get to enjoy it you get to put yourself in a different state of mind and you get to relax and you get this great taste and because i think we grew up mormon we kind of have lost this well never we, got uh, to experience tea. we grew up with sweet as being yeah. sweet and being something to relax with a soda pop or whatnot right so like having tea or coffee which is not sweet or is bitter yeah. like coffee like and it's an and adjustment. In, in mormonism is considered a sin, sin evil right so it's the double-edged sword of like speaking of double-edged sword i bought a big fucking knife on the road the side this week, but uh, what anyway, was that sorry. Kind of <laughs> the speaking of double here's a knife here i actually bought this glock no like, it's just fuck? we're driving uh, we're driving through the middle of nowhere utah and we stop at this like kind of gas stop truck the stop G-spot. it's the one the, it's, it's called the g-spot 40 what Highway 40, Highway yeah. 41. It's really Before not called the G spot. We call it the G spot. It's called, it's the, called big the G, G the big, big G, G. But but they sell they sell T-shirts that say "I found the G spot." So no, yeah. So it's like, um, it's like the gas stations in Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When, when your whole local Beaver. economy or the, it, the come and go, right? Yeah. Yes. Come and go. Yes. They have to no, know. They, they come they and go. They know. They the come and go gets me every time. Like, are you guys kidding me? Come on. 
So there was a guy sitting like near the highway on a picnic table. And he had these, like all these really cool, he had some that were more expensive that I wanted to buy. Like it was bighorn, bighorn sheep horn that he used to make the handle or whatever. But it's like all found objects. It's like, you know, a found uh, shed from an antler from a a deer uh, as the handle. And then the blade he fashioned out of an old sawmill, abandoned sawmill blade that he found. So he cut it and tempered it and sharpened it and beveled it and everything. Uh, But it's pretty badass, actually. Ah, ah. Uh, But no, this is leather. Yes. Yeah. And then he made a fun little leather scabbard. But um, yeah, I I was enamored with him. So I purchased it. So fucking random. Yeah, uh, that, sorry. that was so yeah, that was I, that was so random. What were what were we talking about? I was right talking about the happened? double the double edged sword of tea in Utah because oh and a, sugar and Belinda a, was talking about sugar. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. a it's a sin, and b you're taught that Absolutely. the things that taste good have a strong sugary flavor. They're medium thick with sugar. You know. No, you know, Belinda, I actually. I hadn't thought about that. You're you're absolutely completely That's right. That's why like, Swig is a thing. The soda no, shops, millions 100. of soda shops, and cupcake shops, and candy, cookie and shops, yeah. the sweet tooth fairy. Yeah, I've I've always said. Um, so I've always said like Utah is kind of funny because we have like these literal soda shops where you can <laughs> buy soda with special ingredients in it. When in every, when in any other all the other forty nine states in in this union in this stupid country we live in, they have coffee shops. But yeah. here, but here in Utah, no, no, we 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 have a couple coffee shops and we have a shit ton of soda shops. Yeah, and they're not like the soda shops of the fifties where it's like, no. you know, give me a you know a phosphate with lime or whatever. Like, a, <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, no soda jerks. Right, and like yeah. tons more sugar because they put syrups in them. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. The special ingredients mm-hmm. are like a hint of something, vanilla, mint, whatever, yeah. with a shit ton of sugar and water. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's all of the special ingredients. And so they're like Mountain Dew is the base or something. Like yeah. it's all like. I don't yeah. Know. So what, what I was thinking of was. You're, you're totally right, Belinda, because we have all these soda shops. And in my head, I've always thought like, I, I actually had this conversation with like family members before, because I, I started to ex- like, uh, get into coffee a little bit as I was transitioning out of Mormonism. And like, I was like, re, you guys know how this is, you kind of reconfigure your relationship with your family members and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I, I remember telling like, my siblings, like, you guys are missing out on this coffee shop thing. Like it, it, it's actually really awesome. Like I'll, I'll like, I'll want to work from home or work remotely. And so sometimes what I'll do is I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll just order a coffee and then I'll like hang out for a couple hours. (laughs) And I was telling, I, and I was telling my siblings, like you guys, this, this is a cultural phenomenon that like, I like didn't even realize was a thing growing up. Yeah. until I've had coworkers and friends tell me like, oh, you want to work from home, but you don't like working from home? Just go work at a coffee shop. True. And in my head, I was like, it, it wasn't- For the internet I, cafe. Yeah, like it wasn't a thing I really understood because I was like, 
what 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 do you really do in a coffee shop so it was kind of this thing where i was like i don't know but after i kind of got over that i i actually went to um the coffee shop here in riverton which is awesome um it's a great hangout spot but um and i actually like like found like oh yeah this is awesome like i gotta just chill in this cool place for a couple hours and sip on some yummy drinks um but that's what i wanted to wanted to say was like coffee and tea um it's not a sweetness it is something you similar to whiskey because i know our viewers are much more geared towards alcohol um it's something similar to whiskey where you kind of start to appreciate the taste and you can kind of start to taste like with coffee um i i really want to do a coffee episode guys um because coffee is something that i'm really into um tangentially not like as into as i am with alcohol but with coffee it is another interesting taste because it's not something that is sweet but it is something that you can appreciate the the diversity of tastes that like one a way that one company uh, roasts their coffee is different from the way that another company roasts their coffee, yeah. and you can actually taste the differences. And some are more sweet, and some are more bitter. Same thing with tea. Some some teas are really really strong, and they're really bitter, but you can learn to appreciate that taste. And growing up Mormon, you don't really get that. You yeah. get um, ice cream and you get really flavorful sodas. And like, we, we all grew up with Jones, when like you, all when the you, different flavors of Jones. Like we don't, we don't get the bitter, like you need a developed complexity That's palette. Yeah. palette. You need a developed palette to be able to appreciate the tastes of different foods and, and drinks and growing up Mormon, you never got any of that. You yeah. just got sweet and spicy and sour. You oh, didn't get spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just sour. saying, did you get spicy though? Did you get spicy? What were you going to say, Spencer? When you started, Will, I thought you were going to suggest we break into a so delicious and sneak some vodka in or something. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you say put vodka I know the guy it? who owns no, it. So. Sneak in, sneak in with some vodka. <laughs> oh, not dose them with vodka, no, like throw vodka no, into their not, supply. Not, oh, that'd be fun too. Informed consent. Billy. You're there making you me consent. think, Spencer. Should, yeah. Mormons, <laughs> Mormons like to tout their health code as like the word of wisdom is what it's called. And it talks about how these things that you can do to be healthy in life, like not eat, well, not drink coffee or tea, first of all, right? Those are the big ones and alcohol. And then not eat too much meat and um, eat whole grains and things like that. And it was very much of the time. That was kind of the, the vibe back then is like eat lots of, you know, whole grains so you won't get hard and stuff. I guess that was like kind of what so was you, happen, right? Wait, wait, what did you say? So you won't get what? <laughs> Wasn't that you the case? Like, that's why like graham crackers and like cornflakes were invented because like people were too horny and so they were like what? Oh, you were being serious? Eat a goddamn graham cracker. I thought she was and, like, I was like 
Uh, do you know what that sounds like? She's like, yeah, that's what I was fucking saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Literally, literally. I mean, look at it. That's why graham crackers and cornflakes were literally invented. So that literally. people would not get so horny. Well, that Matthew um, Broderick movie, right? Exactly. Isn't that they started by yeah. the Kellogg's guy? Yeah. yeah. But like, so Mormons like to say like, God knows that we need to be healthy. So he gave us this beautiful health code. Oh my God. They do not follow it at all. And where yeah. they do, it's like, sugar is like the exception to the rule, right? Like Mormons eat so unhealthy. Like it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Like, so Kevin and I, we were with family, his family this last week, we made funeral potatoes. And if you are not Mormon, maybe you don't know what funeral potatoes are. They're known by other things throughout the United States, cheesy potatoes, whatever. It's like sour cream and onions and cheese and hash browns and whatever chips or breadcrumbs or cornflakes you like on the top. It's a cholesterol minefield and so like it's, it's not really a minefield it's a nuclear bomb it's yeah. like real, yeah. so. you can't you can't avoid right it's like all there in your yes. face mormons yeah. don't eat healthy at all just right in your face. and like so i mean do you remember uh so there was this kid i went to high school with um and he did like mormon movies and whatnot and but they did they were kirby. like kirby kirby hayborn oh and, um, the hancock yeah and he they did like a band it was called like the sons of provo do any of you remember that yeah, I, I do remember. Yes. and do you remember they sang a song about the word of wisdom and it went like meets okay no oh but only twice a day or something so it's like you're not supposed to eat meat in the mormon religion technically unless it's winter or you're absolutely starving to death but oh my god if they don't eat meat for every goddamn meal i mean maybe not breakfast maybe they had cocoa puffs I mean, for breakfast but like for every other meal, there's meat in it, right? Like, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. no. oh what, what I was gonna say is, um, I had an interesting conversation with uh, a younger sibling of mine, and um, supposedly, maybe in the past week or maybe the past two or three weeks, um, I, I know they tried to coordinate like the lesson plans or whatever, so like people might understand this is what i'm saying is uh so my 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 a younger sibling of mine was was telling me that in their sunday school they were talking about the word of wisdom okay. and my younger sibling they are so awesome they like they, they they're they're younger than me and so they're like super super progressive i've talked about them before and um so they were asking like like will are there, are there any studies about the benefits or the problems with coffee? Because somebody in my Sunday school class, we're talking about the word of wisdom and we were talking about coffee and everybody in the class was saying like, oh yeah, there's scientific studies that show that coffee is actually bad for you. And it is, it, it like hurts your heart and it hurts your liver and all this sort of thing. And, um, so I actually looked it up in, in very recently and looking at it, um, coffee. So the thing about coffee is there is no clear, like scientific proof that it is beneficial or that it is like bad for you. So it's not, there's no clear direction that it is good or bad for you in a like holistic general sense. However, 
Um, for your liver, they have done extensive studies with coffee. And for your liver, if you drink two cups of coffee a day, it will dramatically help your liver. It helps your liver detoxify and it helps your liver process fats and it helps your liver uh, just process all the stuff that your liver does in a much more efficient way. And also the, the, the bad things about coffee that they found they are not like horrible things. They're like simple things like, oh, it increases your heart rate a little bit because it makes you a little bit, it, everybody, if you've drank coffee, you know what I'm talking about. It increases your heart rate, but it also helps you focus. So it has like all these sorts of things, but it's funny talking to my younger sibling because they were like, oh yeah, no, everybody knows that coffee is really bad for you. No, it's actually not. Like there, there's no clear like benefits or bad things that it does to you, but there is a clear, like for specific organs, they know that it can really help you and it can really, and, but there is no, like, it can really hurt you. Like there is I mean, no thing that like coffee or tea or meats that will really hurt you. Right. Like, I mean, you can take anything to an unhealthy yes. level, right? Like, Water will hurt you if you have too much. Right? Exactly. Like, and I don't know about tea. Tea is like so much. Just water with herbs. But like, water with leaves in it. Oh yeah. my God. That's literally um, what tea is. Yeah. But like, I mean, coffee has a, a, a nice dose of caffeine in it. And if you are not in a good place with your health and you take too much caffeine, it, cannot feel so great right those right. jitters right so i mean i think mormons tend to search for i mean and everybody does this right they search for proof of their own biases so sure sure that's what they're looking for but but what i was gonna say is like belinda you're so right because like the the stuff with sugar and the stuff like mormons um if you bless I, it had, it's not a big deal though yeah no but like i've i Nour literally nourish and strengthen yeah I've exactly had, <laughs> i i i want to i wouldn't be surprised if like all of you guys have had this conversation with maybe your parents or siblings or something where at least i have where i'm just mm -hmm. like so you're fine if you like eat a couple bowls of ice cream but coffee you draw the line like with, but with sugar you're fine. fine yeah drinking drinking a couple mountain dews in order to help you focus and stay awake during the day that's fine but having a cup of coffee in the morning that's where you draw the line yeah. what my mom is taking what is trucker this? pills from the gas station and oh, thinking God. that's fine um do instead that. of like doing any other thing like having a cup of coffee or green tea to boost her energy so yeah here's the thing green tea will give you a shit ton of energy and it's literally leaf water it's like yeah. it's not unhealthy leaf water like yeah yeah but uh trucker pills on the other hand or whatever you call them yeah like don't do that shit that's not <laughs> That's not good for you. I mean, given Belinda's uh, previous comment, I thought you said hooker pills at first. Hooker pills. <laughs> oh, let's see where this goes. Those are those little blue ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but that, hey, uh, well, um, so wrong with sex work. It's work. It so is work. I was so I was having this value work. 
I, I, I was, I was having a conversation with, um, a new coworker of mine who recently moved here from another state and um, they, they didn't know very much about like Mormonism or really about Utah. Like, cause if you're from another state and you're like, Oh yeah, like I'm going to move to California or I'm going to move to like North Carolina. Like you don't really think about like, Oh, I wonder if there's like some crazy weird cultural <laughs> difference but like between like, emphasis on cult that. of cultural yeah yes the highlight underlying cult in cultural um i'm not saying anything but highlight that part of cultural um so anyways so i was having this conversation with them and i was like i hope you know that like here in utah there's a weird culture because half of the population is part of a religion and that religion it's not like a religion like lutheranism yeah it's not it's not that like everybody is like oh we're like a certain sect of christianity like oh we're all baptists or we're all Baptists are weird too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I say you're right, but like I'm what I mean saying, is like right. it's not that it's like a flavor of Christianity. No, no, no. Half the population is part of the exact same organization, and because of that, there's like these weird cultural quirks of Utah, and I think we've hit on it in this conversation so far with like we don't really have like a bunch of coffee shops. We have a bunch of soda shops. Soda cookie dessert spots. So yeah. many. Yeah. And, 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 yes. and there's also this like, we, we, there's a lot of people. I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Belinda. Like I hadn't really thought about that, but like there's a lot of like really sweet things. Like if you, now that I'm thinking about it, like there's like, um, What's the cookie place that everybody buys? Oh, oh crumble. You have crumble. Crumble and chip. Chip. Yeah. Well. And there's so other off, off-brand ones. A lot yeah, of the soda, yeah, the soda places sell giant cookies too. Yeah. There's a brownie place in Salt Lake that is fucking amazing, by the way. And you should all go there because they're crazy good. <laughs> there, there's a we were all Mormon. We're allowed to be into the sweets yes. this time. Yeah. But there's like there's the cereal bar where I forget. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard called. of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So so there's there's I was I was a trying cereal to explain bar? To them. Is yeah, it's, really it's all the sweet things. Is so like Lucky Charms and yeah, it sounds like yeah. some Provo it shit. It's yeah. Utah County for cereal? sure. Yeah, it's so it's set up it's like a bar. Cool, okay, okay, this is blowing my mind. So it's set up like a bar and they serve cereal. Yeah, I think it's like it's set up more like a snow cone shop. To be oh, honest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more like Nenchies or Munchies or whatever it's called. It's it's like it's like the self serve, but except for oh, yeah. cereal. If you were really high, that would be amazing. That's I mean, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Just like, no one's just really to be cool. honest. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the idea to have that to have. I'm but not like, saying or, anything, but you absolutely should be high if you go to there. So like, I'm so, not saying anything. High so on the, the happiness of life, of course. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the high I'm talking high about. High with the spirit. Yeah. So the the two of you on the left, well, on my screen, yeah, uh, are, are not going, are not left. going, are not going to get this. But Spencer and I will know. Oh, okay. When you go to the MTC, 
They have these giant like the empty sea. What what sea is what? empty? Is it like a sea that's empty? Like that's what, what I thought when I was the empty sea. It's after you get snipped or like it's the body after you, of water. After you get snipped, you have empty seed. It's just oh, oh empty, seed. empty seed. No, the yeah. MTC Missionary Training Center. So they have like this uh, cafeteria that you eat all your meals in. Go Will, woo, what's up? Um, and just like Will with his vodka. Um, it's unlimited. Like you can eat as much as you want. And they have these giant vats. Oh, it's Jen. It's Jen. They have these giant vats of Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms and all that. Did and you, you literally just, just stick a bolt. He did. No, I shot it. He didn't sip. He shot. He just like I shot. Okay, it. okay. Where are the bodies hidden? Because obviously you're a serial killer. You keep, you keep I'm not going to tell you where the bodies are hidden. <laughs> you open up, you open Holy up, keep shit. the tongue flat and just let it go down. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Or so right. I've been told. Yeah. Never seen um, in the MTC, <laughs> anything goes. So all you can eat food. All you can eat cereal. Captain Crunch. I Sugar ate my cereals, body exact. weight. Yeah. My body weight in Captain Crunch in the How two many and a half weeks. Whole grain, in. not sweet cereals. Did they have? There was no uh, fucking grape nuts. I fucking love grape nuts. I but did I, would, too. <laughs> I would add a bunch of sugar. Okay, so tangential side note here. Yeah, go There's ahead. There's a flavor of ice cream in Jamaica. If you ever get a chance to try, is it, it grape nuts? Grape Let's nuts. go to Jamaica. Let's. Go oh my god, grape nut ice. Cream. I was just it telling my son. Really? Yeah, there used have, to be. They'll have it in the UK. Do they grind it up? Do they like, is it? No, it's just the bits? Go ahead. Bits? So, there was wow. an ice cream shop. I was telling my son the other day, there was an ice cream shop in Midvale by the Harmons on 9th East and like 80 something South, 70 something South. Yeah. And it was called the Tasty Marble. And it was like, they're like late 90s, early 2000s. And they had grape nut ice cream. It's so and I remember it being Ooh. so delicious that yeah. I was like out of my mind. It was so good. So yes. Well, what they so, have the lowdown. So Man, that's some that's some weird shit about Utah culture for sure. <laughs> yeah. So so I was wondering. So I was telling I was telling my uh, this this new coworker of mine, like some of like the general like oh yeah you might like you might hear people talk about their bishop. This is what they mean. They might talk about a mission. This is a what deacon. they mean. Yeah, and I, I just so want to add that that weird doesn't always mean bad. You know? Oh yeah, sure. yeah, different, yeah. different. Yeah. Like, oh, cereal like, bar, yeah. soda bar. Like what? Okay, yeah. this is so, so like, what is the steak? The steak center is this like? Is yeah. this like a restaurant? What? Tell me more. Medium tell me rare. More. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that, Spencer, because I want to like clarify. Like, none of this stuff is. I'm not saying it's bad. And when I when I'm gonna ask you that this 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 question next is, I'm not necessarily asking like what is bad and and it, and it could be bad and it could be i'm i'm so curious why you're cracking up kevin but sure. um sure. what what i'm gonna ask is like if if somebody came up to you or somebody <laughs> was moving to utah and was asking like what are some like weird things i should watch out for or what are some weird cultural quirks that i need to get panty used to? lines on somebody's knee let me <laughs> Not yet, yes. not yet, Melinda. I want, I want to know so much more about that. But what are some weird cultural quirks okay, that okay, you I'll guys go, go. would warn are, friends about? There are castles everywhere that are lit up at night, and you're wondering, what the fuck are those? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one on Creek Road. Oh my God, they're literally castles. No, the oh, temples, temples, the temples. Yeah. Oh, temples. oh I they're thought like, you meant like people no, in their like fucking no. ridiculous houses in rich parts of Utah. So never mind. I mean, Will wow. made a good point that the majority of the population, well, is a majority, at least half the population is affiliated that- with one sect in a religion. You yes. can say that, right? Because yes. there's offshoots of Mormonism, right? But True. one faith, like big part of the state. Yes. So there's churches everywhere and you get used to that pretty quickly. But then every now and then you'll see like a big ass church. It's a temple. That's what it's called. But they look like castles sometimes. But it's not like castles. not the regular church. Yeah. Yeah. Like castles from the 70s or 60s sometimes. Sometimes they look gothic. And then other times it's just like, what's happening? What's going on here? Yeah. Architect- gonna... Architecturally speaking, anyways. Side note, quick side note, why I was cracking up. Yeah, in my yeah. I've had I've had three of these drinks, so yeah, I'm a I little figured. inebriated. Um, Will, <laughs> Will, shot, everybody. Those of you who have been following the show since the beginning may have noticed Will's hair is growing long again. When I met Will, it was long, long, halfway down his back, like very long. On the what is my left hand side of it, he looks like uh, Paul Revere, kind of a colonial oh, yeah. boy. Oh, he does. And on the right side, he looks like a cross between Justin Bieber and the 70s version of Joseph Smith, the first vision video no! that they used to play oh, in yeah, Mormon, Mormon baptisms. You know what I mean? I that. While you're waiting for the person to change, they would show the video. I'm going to shave my head now. I can't No, it. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, it's adorable. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Spencer, you're right. I've never... I've never really connected that. Because you go, you go to another yeah. city, you're not going to see anything like that. It's weird. No, no, and no. The temple in like the Jewish faith is just like where they go on their yeah, their Sabbath, right? Like- Seriously, guys, my mind is like blown. <laughs> I've never thought of them like castles, but they like they're like literally castles. I mean- Specifically, the, the San Diego Temple. Remember when they, the San Diego Temple was built and everybody's freaking out? They're like, oh my it's God. Disneyland. It's like, it looks like Beauty and the Beast. I love it so much. Like, they're I mean, freaking out. Some of them are beautiful. Yeah. And when you travel, it's not something you would, you would necessarily see. There's a couple of famous spots um, the San Diego Temple and then the Washington, Washington D.C. as well, I guess. Is Portland's very beautiful. Kind of, yeah. Portland, I've heard, you know, kind of happens up, happens it, upon you it's yeah. like yeah it just looks like a fancy hilton waiting room inside it does <laughs> yeah. not not even a good hilton some like... of them look like donald trump's office though i will say <sighs> like the salt lake temple you know yeah. it's, just, it's, a bit much. it's a bit much yeah okay yeah. so so random castles like multiple in every single valley and you can see it from i-15 or from wherever you are you can like look up over to draper and you can be like oh look there's a castle so that 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 is a weird cultural quirk i'm just yeah. gonna start calling them castles from now on not a no that's oh look at the castle it's beautiful also yeah. by way of information if you move here and you happen to get invited to a wedding don't expect to actually see the wedding no you yeah. expect you to get to sweaty outside you go to the reception a nut cup and a cupcake a cup of nut. and maybe a soda some oh, some salt you would be so lucky to get a cup of nuts a cup of salty nuts. what is a cup of nuts salty almonds 
You would be lucky if you got a cup I, of nuts. Okay? I, had to, I had to wear those in baseball and football and wrestling. Yeah. No, who remembers the goddamn nut cups? It had no. like three butter mints and no, like some peanuts. Butter mints, butter mints and salty almonds. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. No, no, you guys no, no, are talking about the nut, so. nut cup. Let's yeah, not talk okay. about the nut cup. Let's not talk oh, about and, the nut cup. And oh, so like <laughs> '90s Mormon weddings, you had the nut cup. You had the eclair, or if you stayed at the wedding late enough, you many, had a slice of cake. Many eclairs. My brother, many eclair. they're not going to put out for a big eclair. My right? brother had eclairs. I yeah. love eclairs. I had eclairs. They're delicious. But also, you have sherbet. And Sprite mixed together yes. in a drink. Oh God! It made me sick to my stomach every goddamn time. Every time, uh, Sperbit. Yes. Oh. Sperbit. Yeah, Sprite and Sherbert. Sperbit. All right, all right, all right, guys. What's, somewhat, what's somewhat the... related. Just yeah. you know, in terms of behavior, attitudes, yeah. mentality. Two things I wanted to point out. I think, and maybe it's just from personal experiences this week and interacting with people. In Mormonism, there's kind of this uh, hive mind, unimind approach to life. It's like, this is the way that you're supposed to live. And we talked about the health code a little bit. And um, there's also other beliefs and attitudes and so forth. But it, it, I've realized it conditions you and puts you in this mindset of, you know, black and white thinking. So it's either this is, this is how things are, or this is how it how it is and it's absolutely there's, there's no nuance yeah and so i found that even interacting with people who've left the church and i'm not saying you i'm not saying all of you but people who've left the church there's a there's a pattern of behavior i've picked up on where even myself i'm susceptible to this but you think oh my view is the way things are and should be and sure it doesn't always you're not always going to find people that are um flexible in their thinking in utah i will say it, it tends to be a thing. And I think part of it is that conditioning from, from the faith itself. So just something I've noticed a little bit of, um, and it can be hard to make friends here too, because it's almost like everyone's in on this big secret. And if you're not part of the in-group, it can be hard to, to break in. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That, that, that was something. Um, Linda, are you I... working on a nut cup there? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to tell you, but, um, um, that's actually something that, um, that, that sort of di like that, that dynamic of like the in out group mentality is, is something that if you guys haven't noticed, I've brought up a couple of times on the show and may maybe I haven't been super ex explicit about it, but, um, there's something about growing up in a culture in which like you're either part of the group or you're outside of the group like yeah. you're like I, I i know uh i know i know spencer you, you you didn't grow up like like elementary school like type of type of uh no i mean i, I grew up mormon but it wasn't in a area of high concentration of memory. yeah like like what, what i'm talking about is more specifically to like the utah culture where like you grow up and like you know if you're if somebody is mormon or not and so you kind of have this like initial like as you are growing up you form this like mentality of like somebody is either part of your group or they're outside of it 
and it's taught it's very much taught and I remember as a kid myself or other people in the area not allowing their children to play with certain kids because they were yes. a bad influence or their families you know had alcohol in their home or had uh were cohabitating like yes. or you know what I mean instead of being married uh, all yes. kinds of things like that yes and so and so there there's at least here in Utah I feel like in 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 I think Mormon sympathizers could probably make the argument that it's not necessarily Mormonism that is the problem that causes this. And I, and I understand that, but like half the population is of a particular religion yeah. and you're, you're right, Belinda, you, you, you start to kind of form this idea at a very young age of like, Oh, this person goes to church or they don't, yeah. or they go to church, but they go to a, a, a weird church. Yeah. They, they, they go to a, a them different to primary because um, yeah. And, and so, and, and also like, like kind of, so as an adult, this is, I'm kind of talking more about how I grew up. Right. Same. Is that that's, I, I have very much, I, I, I also struggle with like this in-out group mentality, Spencer, um, where I think like, oh, this person's not part of my group. Like it's kind of, you don't think of it as like this person's part of my group, but you kind of think of things as like, I have a in circle and then anybody outside of that circle is like an outsider almost. And you grow up with this, this mentality from a very young age and I, I don't know how to break it. It's, it's something I really try hard to uh, think, not think of is like, oh, this person thinks differently than me. It's not that it's bad. Like we literally, we literally were talking about this before we started the subject is like, oh, Mormon culture isn't necessarily bad. Like we're gonna talk about it, but like still, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Belinda. Um, I'm a brat still, still in my head I like I like I, I really do need it's a mental um exercise that I do where I really do need to like specifically and intentionally think like oh even though this person or yeah like this person doesn't necessarily agree with the core concepts of this ideology or um, the subject that I'm thinking about, I need to very intentionally make sure not to think badly ab about it. Like, do you, do you guys see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yes. Um, and Mormonism beyond just like being the other, I think it, the other even translates to like a certain level of elitism. So like, uh, because we're taught that, um, if you're righteous, you will be, what's the word I'm thinking of blessed financially, yeah, it's, right? It's like pro prosperity, yes, doctrine, prosperity yeah. gospel. Right. So like, you know, if you are really good, Heavenly father is going to bless you with lots of money. And if you pay your tithing, he's going to give you lots of money. 
and we get that's where we get like Rachel Parcells, right? Does anybody know who Rachel Parcell is? That's where we go. Oh, sounds like, like a fucking no. dick. Oh god. She's the person I love to hate. Okay. Oh. And she's the richest bitch in Draper or wherever the fuck she lives in Utah. So Probably Draper. And like, he has a dress line at Nordstrom and she's Mormon and she likes to show off her Jesus pictures in her house and her um, basketball court in her basement that they're building. And like, you know, (laughs) it's ridiculous. And like, this is what we're taught though. Like, first of all, missionaries are taught when the righteous, they'll get a hot wife, right? When they come home from their mission and they'll be, you know, blessed financially to like, you know, they'll, I think every, I mean, this is just coming from a girl who was never a guy and never had the priesthood or whatever, but like, I think it's most dudes dream to like come on home off their mission and rise up in the ranks. And they're like being so righteous, obviously they're going to be blessed and they're going to be the state president. And then they're going to be like a fucking area authority. And then they're like, they're rising up the ranks. Right. It's it's ridiculous in Utah. I'm 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 glad that you said that, Blenda, because that that's kind of that's kind of another blind side that I have. Is was that was that part of your experience, Will? Because I think no, Kevin it wasn't. and myself. Um, and you remember you remember this, yeah. Kevin. The harder oh, you yeah. work, the hotter your wife. You know, just yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Those, almost as if a woman is some. I know this. You know, don't. Anyhow, yeah, um, no, as something real. to be obtained in right. terms of like property, yeah. S- something to take care of you, and something it, it to yeah. time to undo that thinking. But go that, ahead, Will. that that's actually what I was gonna say was like, um, I I have a different view of Kevin and Spencer because I didn't I I left Mormonism before like the really hard cold, like hardcore before missionaries, right yeah in, right like i i left right before the mission which i i got really I lucky not. with i got super lucky with but yeah. um what i was gonna say specifically was like the the aspect or the the perspective of women in mormonism because like even even as i'm talking is like i'm talking about like in-out group mentality and the perspective I have is from like a cis white male uh, person that grew up in Mormonism. And I didn't get to experience the in-out group aspect of yeah. even like the male female aspect or the male uh, non-binary aspect of Mormonism. Or the white, like, white black like Spencer did. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. like like that aspect. So I only experienced the Mormon or not Mormon aspect yeah. Of, yeah. of the in-out group mentality. And Plage, I can only- Plage. Yeah, back and forth, and, right. Yeah, and I can only imagine like the the ratio between like white people and non-white people in Utah is like insane. It's worse than most other states in this country. Yeah. and then you also tie in a a male versus female or male versus non-binary aspect of that and i i i can't i i wish i wish i could put myself in those shoes but all i can do is is like imagine how much worse 
that must feel to be part of a group that is not part of just like in out it, it yeah. it's 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 another dynamic in which i can't understand but even the the degree in which i feel the in out group uh dichotomy between in, in utah i that sucks it it has really sucked growing up being a growing up in a mormon family but not believing in it and i couldn't even imagine what it would be like growing up gay or growing up right. black or okay, growing gonna, up I'm women in this a, type of culture right i'm gonna give you guys a quote and then I'm going to tag each of you and tell you what it meant to you as an LDS person. Please. Uh, Tag away. Huh? Be ye therefore perfect, even as our Father in heaven is perfect. Spencer, what was that to you as a Mormon? Because I think that's a a thing that everybody's trying to attain is perfection, whether it be physically, uh, financially, uh, spiritually whatnot uh what that meant to me um you know i i i lied to myself a lot and others as a mormon and wanted to always project a perfect image and it's not something i'm proud of and i try to live an honest existence now but um to me it meant you know at at all costs wanting to project a perfect image um i would say the image of god was a part of my contemplation, but not a major part until, um, you know, I, I was able to um, kind of see my place as a Black person in the Mormon church, and that caused other issues and was kind of the beginning of my departure from the faith. But um, the thing that does come to mind is, is projecting an image. Yeah, and cheerfulness, right? Yes. I feel like cheerfulness was like, oh, smile, right? Yeah, yeah, You got, you, you know. Because if you're righteous, means, you're happy, right? Yeah, that, that leads to another potential uh, branch of thought in that uh, quote unquote negative emotion. Some emotions are negative, some are positive, and, and Mormonism and anger is one of those. Mm-hmm. They want you to contain your anger and, you know, just be happy and. And, Unless it's righteous, righteous anger. Yeah, push it, righteous push it anger. Down. Push yeah. it down. Ah. Push those feelings down. Only be happy. Well, to me, Belinda, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure that it's necessarily like that. That that quote that you mentioned, but I know in Mormon culture, growing up, there was this really strong desire I, I i don't know if desire is the correct word to use but i'm going to use that is there's this really strong desire to project this image of happiness and to project this image of like you're not going through depression and anxiety and like you need to always project like the the lord's happiness and grace upon everybody you you constantly needed to to make sure to know that, to, to, to let other people know that you're happy because you're living by God's rules, right? Your image is the church's image, right? Exactly. And I think to me, what that quote, like what that quote or what that like type of idea meant, really the way it affected me was like, we 
can't admit that we're going through hard things. We can't admit that we're anything but happy because if you're anything Mm -hmm. but happy, that means you're sinning. That means you're, you're doing something wrong. And like that, that going back to like my first uh, premise of this, this discussion was um, like, how does, what are some aspects of culture, uh, cultural aspects of Utah that are unique? And I think maybe, maybe it's not unique to Utah. Maybe it's unique to the United States, or maybe it's like a, a worldwide thing, but this idea that you can't admit that you're not happy or that you're not feeling anything but happiness. And I think in my personal life, um, some of the, some of the greatest things that have happened is being able to admit that I'm not happy or that I'm not, um, good with the status quo and, to admit to myself that I'm going through something hard or something dark and to kind of analyze and, and really take in and actually fix some of the problems that I emotionally go through. So, so to me, that, 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 that's kind of what that means is feeling things is okay. Right. Yeah. Feel guys, guess what? Feeling things, anything but happiness guys, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. What was it for you, Kevin? It's interesting. Um, All of your comments kind of hit home. Um, Right now, the Olympics are happening, right? And uh, we just recently had an Olympic athlete bow out and say, I'm not in a good place mentally and I can't compete. Can I, can I, can I just say like, as somebody who really actually does struggle with emotional problems, that is so brave. Honestly, that, that being able to be on the world stage and be like, nah, not, not, not today. I need to take care of me that, that like, seriously guys that like I, to other people that might be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. No, to me that, that seriously it, it tugs at the heartstrings. And right. Like yeah. Simone, like seriously, amazing. I, it, it's something that needs to happen more. No, I agree. And within Mormonism, I don't think it's allowed. Um, yeah. I don't think it's allowed to be like, hey, um, you're asking me to do all these things. So what are you told when, and I know, Will, you weren't as an adult in the church so much. But the, the other of you, uh, Belinda and, and Spencer, when you're offered a, not really offered, when you are extended, that's the word we use, a calling within the church, are you supposed to turn that down ever, no matter what's going on in your life? Ever. No, because what, what will happen? The Lord will bless you and will make you equal to what he asks you of, asks of you. Um, So as a person of privilege, as a person of extreme privilege, born not into money, but born into um, American comfortableness, right? Like, like, like I never wondered where my next meal was coming from. Um, Heterosexual, white, um, middle-class, tall, educated, like all the things. Like, yeah. Cisgender, like all the things, right? Um, 
I was given extreme privilege within Mormonism as well. So the be ye therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect, um, that Belinda talked about made me think about that first and foremost. Um, the privilege that I had allowed me to excel and accelerate my, my pace within Mormonism, leadership within the youth callings, leadership within the missionary callings, leadership within the post-mission adult callings. Um, but going back to bo both what Will and Spencer hit on, I knew it wasn't fucking perfect. I knew I masturbated. I knew I didn't always completely tell the truth. I knew I, um, you know, Maybe wish you believe as much as you propose to people, well, right? So, so all, that, right? all these things they asked for, I knew I wasn't perfect at those. But then the heaviest thing of all was this underlying notion. So at, in Mormonism, and we've talked about it a lot. We've never done it. We need to soon. We've talked about a patriarchal blessing episode, and we really need to do that shit. I but, need to have mine down. So in Mormonism, usually when you're like maybe as young as 14, usually in the 16 to 18 range, at least in like... Western United States Mormon culture, um, you get this thing from a local leader called a patriot, a local old man um, called a patriarchal blessing. And um, I got that. And it talked about all, so it, a little preface, what it is, it's supposed to be a personal revelation from God directly from God to this old man in your stake um, who tells you like all the things you can have in life if you're worthy and all the things um, what that you're pre kind of predestined to have. Um, and mine terrified the shit out of me. I won't go deep into it because we'll save that for that episode. But um, mine talked about visions and mine talked about, and it fell all neatly in line with this idea of, well, of course, like I'm the straight white, like all these things. So of course I'm gonna have visions. I'm gonna lead the church. I'm gonna do all these things. Um, and meanwhile, the whole time I knew I had never felt. So in Mormonism, you're told that you feel things within your heart, within your soul, within your mind um, to know of the truthfulness of it. And I never had felt that in my life. Um, I felt not dead inside, but um, I felt unworthy inside because I didn't feel those things. And so um, when I think of the words of that scripture, it makes me think about um, how Mormonism taught me that I was not worthy of um, anything positive in life. 
and how it made me feel that um, all that really mattered was putting on a face um, of worthiness and of belief and of um, understanding things that I didn't believe, I didn't understand, I didn't know. Um, so the reality is that that verse of scripture brings me a lot of pain. Um, it just reminds me. Uh, it also brings me a lot of happiness to know I'm in a different place now. Um, but um, for many years, for 40 plus years, it, it just brought me a lot of pain and a lot of conflict that I should, I have all this advantage. I knew that. I knew that from an early age, like the word uh, um, privilege, I mean, obviously it was a word, but like back in the 80s, it wasn't really a thing we talked about, right? Nobody talked about privilege. Um, but I knew I had that. I knew, like, I'm on the fast track, baby. Like, I'm going to be a fucking general authority, at least the state president, right? right? Like, yeah, like, like, all these things. God has, like, I'm going to get one of those, like, double diamond mansions in heaven. Um, and I knew it was all bullshit. I didn't know the religion was bullshit, but I knew I wasn't worthy of that based on the way they set, set up the criteria for that so um yeah that verse of scripture hits a little hard to be honest yeah, yeah and, I, I, and, I i i oh go ahead Blanda. oh i was just gonna say for women like for myself like you realize you are a prize right and so physically it comes down to that's where we get in utah lots of plastic surgery um in utah it is verboten shall we say to get a double piercing in your ears i don't have a double piercing oh actually maybe i do because i got a little nose ring you got a triple uh, piercing yeah yeah um but like if you were to have like more than one piercing hole in your ear that means you're literally a harlot like you were just like out on the streets you're a streetwalker essentially if you um, have a, a double piercing Air. thank um, you gordon b hinckley thank god you, gordon forbid hinckley. god forbid as a male if you get anything pierced oh my god as, yes as and, tiger uh, king but also like so you you're taught your body's a temple right like so never get a tattoo never get pierced unless you're a lady and you can get one piercing in each ear the end um and then um also just like you have to be physically perfect, literally. So in Utah, we see a lot of plastic surgery, like whether it be facial surgery or breast implants, liposuction, whatnot. It's a huge industry in Utah. So if you are a plastic surgeon, come to Utah, you will make things. <laughs> um, there's, there's that. There's an obsession with fitness too. In Utah. Fitness, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with but that. Not, not, not in a, in a mindset of maintenance, but like, striving for perfection is what i'm striving for perfection about. but also like you, go the, you go to the gym and everyone's like done up like it's insane yeah and it's done for visibility though too right like they don't go to the gym looking like shit because they just rolled out of bed at 4 45 a.m they go to bed they go to the gym looking like hella awesome like in their like you know well, let me let me tell you guys all right um like so like i mean for women it's like you need to be physically perfect 
nobody fucking cares what you think or what you feel. It's like all about how you look. So you better be able to perform the duties of a wife and look hella hot. And the rest is, it doesn't matter, right? So like it was- Your husband will take care of that shit, Belinda. Don't worry about it. What does the rest matter? You know. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's how that works. Uh, Mormons focus on perfectionism is toxic to a fault and um, it's kind of scary and uh, we should get into that sometime we should, we should definitely get into that yeah sometime. no I, I think I think we've just barely even scratched like scratched the surface yeah I mean can we, can we talk about grocery shopping at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and how much yeah. of a nightmare that is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What happens at eleven o'clock on a Saturday? Fucking Macy's and Provo is, is packed. Bananas, because everyone's <laughs> trying to make their shopping done before. Because even if it's Walmart, oh, that's open twenty four hours. Because after midnight, it's the Sabbath. It's the yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but there's also the it is other weird. Aspect. It's super fucking weird. Or <laughs> Costco at five thirty on a Saturday yes. afternoon, yes. right? It is insane. okay, but there's also the other counterculture aspect of Sundays are starting to get super busy too they because everybody realizes that the Mormons shop during the week. Man, I remember when I left the church about well, it was only six years ago, but Sundays were great. You know, no yeah, traffic. Yeah. Go, if you want to go watch a movie with your friend, you have the whole theater, you know. Now it's uh, it's getting a little different. I mean, it's there's still parts of Utah busy. County that are like that. how many Exmo TikToks and Instagrams and things have you guys noticed like popping up? Like oh, yeah. daily, there is that too. like it's daily. True. I I was telling my son, I was like, I don't know if something's happened recently, like within the church, but like <laughs> this is like exploding, exploding. Yeah, yeah. So so speaking of which, we're running out of time, but oh, that's true. Um, I will bring up, and we can follow up in future episodes. Yeah. Um, so today, in a Facebook group I'm in, I didn't even remember being in it, so I don't think it's a big one. But it's an ex-Mormon group. Um, and there was a missionary who posted in there. He must have posted uh, before, though. I've heard about that. He, he posted before. This I think he's in Maine. Story. I think he's in Maine or something like that. And he basically, so so I know this from personal experience. I worked in the uh, at the missionary training center for five years in software. Um hit me up if you want to know more. But um, I basically helped teach him like, look, the world's going online because at the time I was leaving Mormonism, but I was still doing my job. So I was like, if you want to, if you want to um, move into the future Mormon missionary work, you have to go online. Um, So we built software for it, but um so a lot of missionaries are, are online now they have mobile phones they have facebook accounts they have all these things um but apparently this mormon missionary in maine he's probably 18 19 20 years old at the most um high whiskey and um he read some shit and he was like what the fuck is this what and he pondered, he prayed, he studied, you know, the typical Mormon shit. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is a cult I don't believe anymore. 
So he got the actual answer from the spirit. Yeah. So he like spent time and he kept studying and he was like, what the fuck? And so he went to an online Facebook group and was like an ex-Mormon group and was like, I don't really believe in Mormonism anymore, but I'm an active missionary in the field. What do I do? And people are like, you're a fucking grown ass man. You know, like you're, I mean, not get up really. and go, right? To be honest, not really. No offense, Will, but like, <laughs> not really. But like, he's, he's <laughs> legally an adult. He's whatever. And they were like, whatever you believe or whatever you want to do, you should do that. It's not illegal. It's not like, be yourself. Do your you're thing. Let the people in your life know how you feel. Yeah. So he did that shit. He talked to his parents. He talked to his girlfriend. He talked to his mission president. And guess what happened? So a little side note here. When you go on a Mormon mission, you are strongly, strongly, strongly encouraged. And it didn't matter to me and my family because we weren't super wealthy or anything like that. But you're strongly encouraged not to bring any excess funds into the field. No credit cards, no extra money no things like that your you or your parents pay a certain amount to the mormon church every month um and they in turn pay your bills for you in the mission field no matter where you are and give you a very very minimal amount for fuel for any vehicle you might have or food um and there's no thought trees and whatnot your daily living ish ish like i mean granted it was a long time ago when i went there but it was like in the double digit range um every month that i got in my mission every month it was like 78 bucks or something like that we got like so enough to buy like 78 bucks some low some loaves of bread and that you and your companion had to pay for gas if you had a car, too. So we were always like, oh, I want to be in a fucking bike area where we only ride bikes because, like, anyway. So this poor kid has lost his faith, and he's like, and rather than anyone who's meaningful in his life being like, oh, buddy, like, yeah, this is part of becoming an adult, like, figuring yourself out, figuring out what you believe, yeah. figuring out all these things. Guess what they did? They were like, Oh, parents, you're fucking disowned if you perpetuate this line of thinking. You can't come home. You can't live here. Any of the things you have at our home are no longer yours unless you continue to go to church and finish your mission and do all these things. Uh, Girlfriend, you're fucking, I mean, it was probably going to happen anyway. Let's be honest. But she was like, yeah, fuck you. You're gone. Mission president, so the person responsible for his well-being wherever he happens to be, which is in Maine, um, was like, no, that's not true. You can't believe that. This asshole is. Yeah, I I I might look it up. Um, I mean, because I'm getting tired of telling certain people to fuck off. But um, (laughs) but um, Ralph Hancock, fuck you, Ralph Hancock. (laughs) Yeah. But. This mission president tells him, you need to read more, you need to pray more, you need to ponder more. And he's like, motherfucker, I've been pondering my ass off. Like, I mean, he probably didn't really say that. I wish he would have. Mother freaker. 
mother freaker <laughs> you mother freaker um but this poor kid now get this like i said the kid's probably honestly he's probably 19 uh, maybe 20 um but he's a grown-ass man who chose to give his time to the mormon church for two years um he didn't sign any document that said i will do this for two years there's no legal there's no legal at least there wasn't when i when i did it i don't think so um there's no way there is the motherfuckers will send you home if you go and watch a movie or do you know whatever but this guy said to him no you have to stay here I'm not sending you home. I'm not letting you leave. Um, you need to read, pray, and ponder more. Um, this, in my opinion, and granted, it's just my opinion, but this, in my opinion, is cult-based kidnapping. I agree. Um, this is not allowing an adult human to make a decision for himself. He has no access to money. He is being asked to give of his time and his effort freely to uh an organization and he's being held essentially ransom not only for his future in this life and his future in whatever life there may or may not be yeah yeah after death but he is not even being allowed to leave in the present moment he's not i heard a similar story about a sister missionary up in Washington or something like really? that. Really? Similar, similar thing, yeah. Joel, you're and not they wouldn't home. let them come home? Nope. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> insane. Yeah. That's insane. Even, we'll have to even, we'll have to even, save the mission chat for another time though. Yeah, yeah. we will. We will cuz what what I was going to say is just like you, like they, I know they made a recent change where missionaries are technically allowed to call home more frequently. It's true, but not go but, more but but like seriously the, the growing up the, the all my friends they, they they weren't part of this new policy um and they can only call home on mother's day and christmas it's two two days a year it's, well it's, it's kind of like the unlimited vacation at work thing it's like yeah you can call <laughs> as much as you want but i'm gonna be more righteous and only call <laughs> once a year now. you know what spencer i i haven't i haven't dedicated enough thought to think about that but you're absolutely right. Because you don't want to be the one who's always calling. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fine with it, to be honest, on both counts. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll but, be honest. But, but you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know how that, that might feel to a missionary out in the field right now, right? Like, you, right. like the, the culture around that might be like what Spencer's saying is it's similar to like the unlimited PTO with, with a bunch of tech companies where when tech companies start to allow unlimited PTO, they actually see a reduction of PTO usage in the company. Yeah. Yep. Because people start to feel guilty about using the PTO. And um, what I was going to say is with the, with the whole only being allowed to call on Mother's Day and Christmas, I know people personally who have suffered through really hard mental health crises because of that specifically like they 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 have a homesickness it's a it's a cultural shock to pull a 19 an 18 19 year old out of the culture that they grew up in and supplant them in another culture 
where they are not emotionally equipped to deal with, especially the the type of emotional health that we provide to to youth here in Utah, it's not sufficient to to support that huge dramatic change from going from the Utah culture to another culture. And I've I've personally experienced, well, not personally, I've I, I know people personally who have experienced that hardship of of having to go out on a mission and be so homesick. So at least at least they've changed that. But you're right, Spencer. I, I don't know how that culture has actually changed. But the idea of just like taking somebody and putting them in some someplace else is so. You're right, Kevin. It is a cult-like behavior. And Especially when your only line of defense that you're given against homesickness or depression or any of these things is talk to your magic space daddy. Yeah. And he will fix it all for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't have the capacity to even be like, yeah, no, fuck this. I'm going home. Because no. you can't Somebody go Somebody else holds the, the keys to that, right? Yeah. So um, that was actually another cultural aspect that I was just, that I was telling my coworker was you might hear this thing called missions. And when people talk about missions, what they're talking about is this, is for two years, you have people that leave to go try to convert people to their religion. That's about $12,000 or so. <sighs> or more. Ridiculous. Yeah, depending yep. on where you go. Yep. And, well, what, yeah, and stuff yeah. you've got to buy and yeah yeah sure. my own. mission tonight was to relax with a delicious drink and you yes. all helped accomplish that so Cheers. Yes. yeah and i and i hope everybody else has done that and i hope we all have new things and new ideas that we could talk about when some of our friends are moving to utah oh i'm sure yeah. we will if you have any other weird utah cultural quirks or mormon related Please share yes. them in the comments. Um, say hello. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if there's anything. Subscribe, subscribe, else, subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. That's right. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at ThirstPod, on Instagram at Thirst Impressions Podcast, and Facebook, Thirst Impressions Podcast as well. And of course, the website for show notes at thirstimpressions.show. I yes. need to update that shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll it is a it. beautiful website. <laughs> all right we'll see you next time good night all right peace bye oh have you ever had a nut cup i have to pee really 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 bad how long is this gonna take <laughs>